This is the intro, this is the intro, this is the intro to the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza! Um, Billy, I have Battleship on. Your thoughts, go. I've never seen it. Uh, I commend someone that was, you know, was told, hey, you gotta write a movie based on Battleship, and they were like, okay. Like, that is some balls. <laughs> Uh, I yeah, I was, I was telling Rage I put it on. It's one of my guilty pleasures. I've heard that it's a fun movie. Uh, yeah, and I'm not against it. Like I'm sure I'd watch it at some point. That'd be a weird thing for me to be against. Like I'm never watching the battleship. <laughs> How dare they? It's it's about naval warfare, not alien naval warfare. Such bullshit. Um, yeah, the original source material was nothing like that. <laughs> The source material of the plastic video game. The comics in the 90s went a totally different direction. <laughs> they also had way more muscles than are actually possible to have in the 90s version of Battleship. You want the real story of Battleship? You read Rob Liefeld's <laughs> Battleship. Available through Image Comics, now defunct. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So what have you guys been up to? Rage, what have you been up to since we last talked? Uh, I haven't been up to shit. I got vaccinated. That was good. Nice. nice. Hey, me too. Nice. Back to Did you get... Uh, By our powers combined. I got Pfizer. Oh, nice. I went Moderna myself, but whatever. That's fine. I think hey, I as, as, as long as it's not fucking J and J, that's all. That's all we care about. <laughs> I think I got. I think the hospital guy was Moderna as well. I think is what the hospital was giving because I got mine through work. Thankfully, were you guys were you guys real fucked up after the second shot? Uh, uh, oh, for show. Yeah, I was gonna say I vaguely remember you saying something about it. I was. I had a terrible headache after the first shot. Like, I had a headache that probably went two weeks. And then um, uh, I got the next one, and I was, it was a rough go the next day. The the day after, I was, it was as if nothing had happened. But that next day was like, it was like, it was rough. I mean, I had kind of a shitty day after the second shot, but it wasn't as bad as some people had said. So I'm wondering if that means I had actually had COVID at one point. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Weird. Um, Possible. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I was fine, like, that day. Um, in fact, I felt great. I, I don't know. I had, like, a lot of energy. I was, like, ready to, like, take on the world because mm-hmm. you know i was invincible to at least one thing and uh that night it hit me real hard i had to sleep in the other room uh with uh liz and booker in the other in our regular bedroom and there was about 24 hours there where i was just felt awful I had headache constant shivers uh i was feeling queasy all the time it was awful and then all of a sudden around like 6 or 7 p.m. by the next day, I was just like, oh, okay. Right? That didn't, that's like that didn't even happen. 
Which in hindsight, I can look at and be like, ah, it was just a day. But at the time, I was like, will this nightmare ever end? (laughs) (laughs) What have I done? I've made a huge mistake. True story. True story. Bill, what do you just recorded? We yeah, we we just recorded last week, and then we're not. We're not going to record for two weeks. (laughs) Wait, we're not. No, next week is the wedding I have to go to. Oh, I thought you were thinking because I was because everything is about me because I'm going to be out of town. I guess that makes things easier for me. Where are you going to be? I'm going to Memphis for a couple of weeks, but I was going to bring my I'm bringing my laptop and stuff for work, so it's like I have to. It's not like I can't record or anything. But. Nice. You guys are going for weeks, huh? Yeah, because we haven't been in a year. Yeah. God damn. So, Good time to uh, do it. Yeah, it's, uh, everybody's going to come see Booker. And... Nice. Well, not everybody. Everybody who's been vaccinated. If you haven't been, then you can... You're, you're out. Yeah. Get the fuck out That's right. of my life. <laughs> Just go get vaccinated. I'm not asking that much. <laughs> it's um, not a stretch. It's really not that hard. It's free. I'm not like, hey, I need you to like go spend a thousand dollars on this thing, or you can't see my son. Like, no, you just you got to go do this thing and then be sick maybe for 24 hours. Yep. Yep. Um. And, and when when are you guys leaving? Uh, we are leaving next Friday night. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's why I couldn't record because we're we're leaving Friday after work and then yeah, the tenth, um, right? That's Friday. N- no, the eleventh is Friday. Oh, so maybe it's Thursday. My mistake. It could be Thursday night. Yeah, we're. It is um, your mistake. Yeah, I, I don't remember because we were originally going to drive, but we couldn't think of like a good way to do that with Booker and everything for like all the stops we'd have to make, and we're like, uh, people have been on the planes and said that. Going for it. Right on, right on. Our plane tickets still. Too, are they still cheap? Uh, they're fairly cheap, yeah. They weren't super expensive. Uh, and it helps that nobody wants to go to Memphis from D.C. So. <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody flying from D.C. to Memphis? <laughs> no. Oh, man. Uh, well, what else you been up to this week, Billy? Uh, I started watching a new show on HBO Max, actually. I was watching, uh, and I'm going to butcher the name. It's an anime. And, oh, fuck. And, I didn't, no. and I'd heard, like, I didn't know anything about it, but I had heard, like, little things about it because uh, there's a bunch of, like, memes and sounds for it used on TikTok. Uh, it's called uh, Jujutsu Kaisen? Kaisen? Something like that. I don't know. I'm a white guy. You know, I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, and it's excellent. It's an awesome, awesome show, though. And it's on. A, it's an HBO anime. Uh, well, no, it's uh, it's, uh, it's on like HBO Max. Right? It's on like yeah, so yeah, so it's on HBO one of their has, like, some and their hubs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, that makes more sense than it's an HBO yeah. uh, anime. So yeah, I was watching it on there, and uh, I've only got it's like twenty six episodes. I think I'm I've watched about twenty of them so far over the course of the week. Uh, maybe a little more than a week actually. I might have started watching it. Uh, but it's a great show, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's it's funny. Uh, it's basically um, it's about a uh, a school uh, of teenagers because it's an anime. So what are you gonna do? And uh, they uh, they fight demons. Like that's they they're learning how to fight oh, demons. Yes. 
But it's a good time, and, and I really like the characters. It's and this isn't the Demon Slayer show you were talking about last week? No. This is like a modern day type thing as opposed to Demon Slayer, which is also Demon Slayer is like real serious at times. Uh, there's a little bit of humor to it, but there's a much more dramatic side to Demon Slayer. This has a, a lighter tone. Um, yes, it's a it's it, but it, it's great. If you've heard if I don't know if you've heard the sound on uh, uh, on TikTok, the thank you so much. Best friend. That is from that show. And I saw the moment. I don't watch. Uh, I don't actually don't usually watch uh, subtitled. I, I watch dubbed, which I guess the anime community, depending on who you ask, uh, I'm trash. But uh, whatever. I got other things to do while I'm while I have the TV on, so I can't sit and watch and read the entire time because I'm yeah. trying to like, you know, clean and take care of my son. So, uh, but there's a moment that came where like he says, "Thank you, best friend," and the way that he says "best," because I, I thought it was so funny. I was like. The way this character kept calling, they kept calling each other best friend. It was so weird. And then that moment happened, and I was like, wait a minute. That's the moment. That has to be it. So I looked it up, and that's exactly what it was. <laughs> what? Unless I'm you don't confused. know that sound, in which case you're like, I don't even know what you mean. I, I don't know. I was confused. Uh, yeah. I honestly lost track of what that last part of it's, the story was man, about. It's <laughs> it's so funny how like people that watch TikTok, it's so different for like what they see. And what you see, because like sometimes, like me and Liz send each other a lot of stuff, so like, well, there's some crossover there. But every now and then, I'll be like, you know, this sound. I keep seeing these videos with this, and she'll be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, and it's just, it's, I, I, it, I know she watches TikTok more than I do, so it's always so strange to me when I'm like, you don't even know. It's yeah. a different part it's of TikTok. TikTok I certainly on. don't know because I don't be on TikTok. Uh, oh, but back to the show, Rage was talking about. Uh, what's it called? Because I do want to watch that show you were talking about. I was waiting Mer- for it to be done. Mary Town. That's what I yeah. thought you were gonna say. Well, that's the one with uh, uh, Kate Winslet. Kate, Kate I was, Winslet. dude. I wanted to say Kate Blanchett, but I was like, that ain't her name. I know what is her name. I was Both about to be, you know the one. Oh man, yeah, yeah. both amazing. Uh, I've heard it's really actresses. good. It is really good so far. I, I'm trying really hard not to just binge it now that it's all out. Um, yeah. So I'm on like episode four, and nice. it's really good. Yeah, I wanted to start watching it, and I'm going to now that it's out. Um, now that it's all done, because I I find that I just don't, I don't have the patience for this episodic shit no more. Yeah. If I want it all, I ain't got time for this shit. Give it to me after. Now. After watching the first three episodes, I'm glad I waited because the end yeah. of each episode is one of those like cliffhangers mm. that would have been really fucking annoying to wait a yeah. week to find out. Yeah. So. I don't mind that. I, I kind of like that. Um, you know, oh, I can't wait for next week to see what I, you know, like when we were doing WandaVision when that was on, I liked that. I thought that was a yeah. lot of fun. Because there's, I don't like that all the time. I wouldn't want to constantly do that, like in the dark ages of television. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, but, I'll say it, it worked well for WandaVision, but for Mare of Easttown, it seemed, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but the way that they leave the cliffhanger, like, a lot of times gets resolved fairly quickly in the next episode. And so it's kind of like a unnecessary cliffhanger. And mm. so that made it, that made it kind of like made me glad that I, I didn't have to get caught up on a fake cliffhanger. Yeah. I, I, I got remember, you. I don't mind like a week to week cliffhanger too much anyway. Um, even in the old days, the old days, whatever you want to call it. I, what I don't like, and this pisses me off, if, at least if it happens all the time, 
is a season ending cliffhanger and like you have to wait especially now because before i was like oh wait a few months and the season starts if you do that now and you gotta wait a year i'd be pissed like don't do that to me uh i remember when i watched smallville i swear to you every season of smallville ended on a cliffhanger i was like why are you doing this and then it would immediately be resolved like halfway through the first episode in the next season like why don't you just just finish it like oh I don't know why you made, guess, you made me wait for like, oh, guess what? The bad guy lost. Oh, fucking shocking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it had me on the edge of my seat. Can't oh, believe Lex I was waited involved? the Crazy. summer for this. <laughs> um, speaking about complaints of a TV show, uh, I know I brought this up previously in Discord. I don't know if, I, I don't think I talked about it on here, but <laughs> my discomfort with the character Omega in uh, Star Wars Bad Batch and how light she appears to be mm-hmm. uh, if she's supposed to be a clone of Django. Um, somebody, there's there's a mystery to her that we haven't, uh, we clearly don't know, haven't figured out yet um, about her, but somebody pointed out that uh, her hair and some of her mannerisms are very similar to Palpatine's. Mm. And so I wonder if the cliffhanger or the reveal is going to be she's part Django, part Palpatine. Could be. Which would explain her, her lighter tone. Is be Skywalker. Uh no, I believe she'll save that for her great-granddaughter or whatever. I don't know. I wonder if they'll kill this character off before the end of it. But I don't know. I think they may could it be a backdoor? I don't know. This season they they did it they did do um they did have um a Fennec on an episode. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh uh as When her, does when is this supposed to take place? So it takes place essentially immediately um in the moments after as the uh order 66 is, 6 is being given and then afterwards. Okay, yeah. So uh, you're seeing the beginnings of the transition. Um, so like you deal with Tarkin going to Camino and basically being like, these clones are too expensive. We can't, you're, this is pointless. Uh, a human army is better than a clone army. And he's basically like, try, like he's like pressing that issue through, uh, essentially he was pressing that through the Bad Batch. Because they essentially rejected uh, the um, Order 66 through various means. Though one of them didn't. And now that's kind of like the story. That's interesting. Um, I'll say this. the first, I, I wasn't that interested in the Bad Batch in the last season of The Clone Wars. Um, I honestly could have done without their storyline that season. It just seemed... Um, I don't know. A little, it was, they were just like it. Just seemed like they shoehorned him in in the last season, um, and so uh, uh, I, I, you know, I, w- I would say I wasn't that interested in them, um, but I still like that. I like that style of uh, of the animation, and so I was interested to see what the, how the how the story would continue. And, and the very first episode, I was really shocked with how much I really liked it. 
a lot of the times it felt very cinematic, more cinematic than I think the original uh, Clone Wars cartoon that was in the movies. Way more cinematic than that was. Um, but the subsequent episodes have really fallen into the this is the mission of the week type thing. And, um, you know, I don't... I'm ready for this story to be done. Are you sure about that? I don't know if they're going to... I don't think they planned on doing more Bad Batch. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know what the plan is. Because as far as I, I know, they're just doing the one season. I mean, with all the other Star Wars shows they're doing, it's not like they really need to, right? I was going to say, I... I... I'm worried that they're going to oversaturate. I mean, because that is... That, um, that's a, there's a lot of like shows out there now and more on the way. Like, uh, well, I, 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 I think this is different in the fact that it's a cartoon and so the audience that would watch the cartoon is uh, maybe not the same audience. Because, like, you know, like while you guys watch The Mandalorian... Have you watched Clone Wars or Rebels or Resistance? Oh, that's true. That's a good point. You and I think I mean? it's, the, it's the only cartoon that's ongoing right now, isn't it? I think yeah, done, yeah. The, all, I believe Resistance is done. It could be in the like in a seasonal hiatus, and it was just because COVID. Although I don't know about because I don't watch. I didn't like Resistance when it. I didn't like the animation style on Resistance, nor the fact that it was going to deal with Poe Dameron in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> so I was just like, not duck on resistance. Though I've heard, you know, a lot the people that watch it like it. I couldn't tell you if it's done or not. Um I I like the animation. I wish that we would have had some stuff set more within the regular OT timeline, original trilogy timeline. So I could have got to see Luke and Han and Leia and Chewie in some of those characters in this way i think you could have still done it you know you know clone wars you know while it featured anakin and obi-wan you know it's it has the clones and osaka in it you know i think you could have followed any members of the rebel army and done it you know like a rebel army team and kind of followed them and have luke and the other characters kind of float in and out during best times i would kind of like to see some stuff set you know, in that timeline, also post return, because, you know, obviously those novels were the novels that I like where I really fell in love. So that's a timeline that I really would like to see explored. Uh, uh, you know, maybe closer to the return of the Jedi side era of it and less of the force awakens <laughs> side. You know, I could care how it dovetails into that. But how it dovetailed out of Return of the Jedi, I would have liked to seen. Um, uh, so are you looking forward to the Boba Fett show then? Yeah, I mean, I, like I like Boba Fett. I was all, he he was always you know I was the right age to be completely in love with that dude's outfit and the fact that he was just as badass, like for no reason other than he just looked badass. I mean, he didn't really do anything that was badass in the first one other than follow Han and then negotiate a trade or whatever. I don't know. He just looked cool. He's no good to me, dead. And I was the right age where looking cool was the bare minimum you needed to do. Um. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, 
you know that I'm looking forward to Ahsoka Ahsoka, because I loved her character. Um, I know for a lot of people, they didn't like her, but from the first moment... Who's the youngling? I'm Master Skywalker's Padawan. The name's Ahsoka Tano. So I thought you said you'd never have a Padawan. There's been a mix-up. The youngling isn't with me. Stop calling me that. You're stuck with me, Sky Guy. (laughs) I was just like... Oh, I'm definitely gonna <laughs> like her, um, <laughs> and so uh, and so I'm looking forward to her. Like I like Rosario Dawson, and you know, while I would have preferred that they that the the voice actress had been cast, um, I don't have a problem with Rosario Dawson because I fuck she's awesome. Um, uh, you know the other the other shows we don't really know much about. Oh, I mean Kenobi, obviously. Hello there. Right. They're not well. They were. They're not doing New Republic or whatever. Wasn't there one more or no? I know they're, they're in the Rogue the, Squadron movie, right? Yeah, they're doing the the one from. Uh, well, Rogue Squadron, I thought was supposed to be a movie movie. Yeah, mo- not yeah, a movie. Mo- no, yeah, a movie movie was the and other thing. What was the, the other one show? with? The one with the guy from Rogue One. Oh yeah, I don't remember um, what it was called. Uh, and a- Anders, uh, Cassie and Ander, or something like that. Jin. I'll be there for you. Cassian said I had to. Yeah, yeah. Um, whatever his world was is, I think, where they're supposed to go. Yeah, I, that that's a weird one to me. Um, because I don't know how much. I mean, I'll watch it, but I don't know how how interested I am in that per se. But maybe yeah. I'll find out I'm way more interested than I realized because I really liked Rogue One. Um, I, I'll still, I'll, I'll die and, and, and will never not be convinced that, 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 that wasn't a a clone and a Jedi on that team. You almost shot me. You're welcome. And, you know, like Rogue Squadron, I'm excited for, but I, I don't know what story they're going to tell. So I don't know. I just don't know how to be excited. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. At least, it's well, different. Things just, like that, I I do have a hope about you know because that seems like a weird, such a weird show or idea for someone to want to do. That I hope it's because somebody pitched an idea that was like so interesting. They're like, you know what, that's weird, but let's do it. Because that I could be down for that kind of thing. I like seeing weird or like unexpected shit. Like, and granted, I haven't seen it, but I assume I won't like it. And I know you don't like it, poet. But something like the Venom movie, for example, where you're like, that's a really weird thing. Why would someone make a Venom movie without Spider-Man? But I like to hope, you know, prior to finding out uh, that, you know, somebody had a good idea and it turned out like, oh, this is why they, you know, this is interesting. I'm glad they did this. Did you, have you not seen Venom? No, I don't want to watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I forgot you hadn't seen it. Yeah, that movie's terrible. Yeah. It's a pretty well, bad movie. You know, Apparently, I'm sure I, that I although although it, I just read a whole article about it being a huge uh, movie amongst the queer community. Really? Yeah, it's like apparently the relationship between uh, Brock and um, Venom has always sort of had homosexual undertones, and I guess there's always been a sort of. Um, low-key fandom uh called what is it called them skybrock or something like that i don't know vembrock no what is 
Simbrock, Symbiot and Brock. That's what it is, Simbrock. And uh, of the comic book, but the movie really put it out there. And this this article I read, it was fascinating to be like that, how, how they would interpret lines from a movie that I think is terrible, but they, <laughs> they, they see it as a romantic comedy between Venom and Tom Hardy. And maybe I just need to rewatch it as a romantic comedy. And maybe that will improve uh, my experience for that movie. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's not the worst thing ever. Um, but I, there's so much stuff to watch now that I want to see that I'm like, that I think I will really like. Uh, that I'm like, it's, it's hard for me to want to go out of my way and be like, I'm going to watch this thing that I don't think is going to be particularly that good. You know, Mm -hmm. normally I'm all for like taking a chance. Uh, but for that movie, I'm just, the things that I've heard from sources, sources, people that I trust. This guy went to, this guy went to school for journalism. All of a sudden he's got sources. (laughs) Uh, Hey, I look. Not to brag, I wrote for my school paper for about nine months. So. Yeah. Oh, I do have sources. <laughs> if you wrote something, then it's sources. It's all it takes. Oh man. Um. Uh. But back to Rogue Squad. Yeah, Rogue Squadron is one of those ones. It's just such a weird because to me, Rogue Squadron is not a mainstream enough concept. I don't think they're they're only mentioned. By name in Empire once. Rogue group, use your harpoons and tow cables. Go for the legs. It might be our only chance of stopping. Rogue three. Copy, Rogue leader. Wedge, I've lost my gunner. You'll have to take this shot. I'll cover for you. Set your harpoon. Follow me on the next pass. Steady, Rogue two. And maybe are they mentioned by name in Return of the Jedi once or twice? It's a trap. Watch yourself, Wedge. Three from above. Red three, red two, pull in. So unless you you know you 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 were a video game player who really liked the road squadron video game i was gonna say that's the only way that i've heard of them or you know the novels they had a whole series of novels called rogue squadron that were are beloved amongst star wars novel fans because you know it dealt with characters you didn't get to uh, see as you know main characters such as Wedge and Tycho, and it introduced this ragtag uh, group of pilots. It also introduced this Jedi named Corrin Horn, who became a fan favorite Jedi. Um, and so, it's a weird property because I think it's not like m- like mainstream, and that they've specifically said they're. They're gonna. They don't want to have any Jedi on the Rogue Squadron team. So, like, I don't know when is this team gonna take place because Rogue, the Rogue Squadron didn't form until after um, a New Hope because you know Red Squadron was inspired by uh, Jen Urser. Uh, you know, rebellions are built on hope. May the Force be with us. Yes, yes, we are. Uh, affirmative. That's an impounded Imperial ship. What's your call sign, pilot? Um. We have to go. It, it's, um. We'll say something. 
Rogue? Rogue One. Rogue One? There is no Rogue One. Well, there is now. Rogue One. Pulling away. Pulling away. And they took on the Rogue Mantra after uh, after Yavin 4. And so that's, you know, that's why you see him on Hoth. And they're like, you know, they, they that's the first time you hear Rogue Squadron mentioned. So, but Luke's on the team and just are like, so is it going to be set in the time that I'm interested in? Because that's where I think it has to be set. Um, and if you're going to set in that time, then you're, and you're clearly going to be doing stuff that where there are novels based around. And then are you going to use anything from those novels? Are they in any kind of consideration? Because I know that like the fans of the rogue squadron novels would definitely would like to see some of those characters. Like, are you going to have, how are you going to have a, 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 a movie without wedge and Tycho? Like if you're, I mean... if you're a fan of rogue squadron, like those are characters who you're going to expect to be in the in in those roles. And so I so for somebody who has such a deep knowledge of Rogue Squadron, to me it, I'm like it's overwhelming to think of where they're going to set that to even begin to process that movie in any way without having more concrete information. I think that they are going to throw all that out the window. 100%. Like it's just going to be you know this they're they're going to completely redo whatever rogue squadron is it's going to mm-hmm. be you know, new people they're going to do their new I, I, they at the at the at the most they might have like a couple of characters or something where like if you are familiar with that stuff you'd be like oh yeah i get that but i think that's it that uh, sounds right just because like uh, that's just what i think but Under Disney, i can see that happening but here's the other thing like they're not like I just don't understand. For me, I don't understand it because they're only mentioned in those two, like the the two movies, maybe a, once or twice in both. We get Rogue One, which is you know supposed to give us the you know the kind of like oh this is where Rogue Squadron came in. It's how we can tie them kind of together. But like they didn't put any of the Rogue Squadron in you know the new movies. And like the whole resistance, like like it would have made sense if you'd have been like Poe Dameron, the best pilot, leader of Rogue Squadron. Then you'd be like, oh okay, like that would have had more of an in, like that. You know what I mean? Like, but they didn't even continue Rogue Squadron in their movies. So like, why are they trying? Like, it just is a weird for me. Pro- like the Mandalorians, I get. This is the way. Like basing a a show around the Mandalorians, I get that. Like, basing a show around the clones and the Clone Wars, I get that. But, like, doing the Rogue Squadron, I don't get because not enough... They haven't, like, put in enough on it, I guess. Money. Cut to a year from now in the first trailer, and I'm like, Oh my God, Rogue Squadron! Or whatever. Clip that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I remembered. Uh, I got a video game that I started playing. Oh, what? You, what? Uh, I saw it. The, I saw uh, you playing it, too. What? What do you think it is? Uh, no, I can't remember the name of it, because I saw you playing something the other night. 
When you were like, when I was like, when I messaged you to see if you wanted to join us on Neverwinter, but I had forgotten I'd put my phone on like low battery mode and then you replied and it didn't alert me. And I was me be in cloud were halfway through a Neverwinter campaign. Oh no, no, that was, uh, so yeah, I guess I did tell you I was playing a game, but that was, I actually wasn't playing it on my Xbox cause it's not on Xbox. It's only oh. on PlayStation. Uh, that was Liz that was in here. So a lot of times when you message me, Liz is in here watching something. Mm. Uh, so, uh, Hey man, you need to get her a gamer tag so she can just log in as herself and not confuse me. (laughs) (laughs) I probably should. And then I can message Uh, Liz. Hey Liz, you want to get in on some Neverwinter? She won't. (laughs) You'll know that. But I'm positive. Uh, nah, I picked up the predator hunting grounds game because it was on sale. Oh, how is it? I love it. I think it's yeah. a lot of fun. I'm having a blast. Uh, the setup for it is way much better than I thought. I because mm-hmm. I thought that it was going to be like the Friday the Thirteenth game, which is fine because I like that game. Yeah. Uh, but I also wasn't in like a big hurry for it to like to play it or anything because I was like, uh, you know, is it really going to be all that different? Uh, aside from the fact that you're playing a soldier, so you can kind of fight back. Uh, but it's really got this cool. Uh, it's so basically it's taking the setup from the first movie for when you play it, mm-hmm. uh, where you're in the jungle all the time, but it takes place after the first movie. Uh, so basically there's not much of a story cause it's all multiplayer, but the lore of the game is that you are aware that the predator species exists and there is a chance. And by chance, I mean every single time you play the game mm-hmm. that you might get attacked by one while you're on missions. So when you go in, you're a four man crew and you have like these missions set against AI uh, enemies where it's like, Oh, there's a drug cartel shipping through this. We got to go do it. Yeah, and there's like things you have to do and while you're trying to do that. Another player <laughs> is the predator trying to find and kill you. Uh, and it is actually a lot of fun. Uh, mostly because unlike Friday the 13th, where like it's real hard to kill Jason yeah, uh, or like fight back. It's really hard to fight against the Predator, but it's not impossible. Yeah. So, especially when you're working as a team, like, working together. So, it is kind of fun to, like, fight, you know, try to do your mission and then fight him off uh, and know he's probably going to come back. Or It's just, it's really cool. And they, they, they put the music in from the first movie, too. Nice. So, you've got, you know, it gives, like, that nice feeling where you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm Arnold, which also... They have DLC with Arnold's character. Nice. And Arnold Schwarzenegger did the fucking voice. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back. So you're playing the game, and occasionally you'll just hear, Get to the chopper! Because at the end, you always have to go to the chopper. Like, that's how, what happens at the end of the game. You have to escape from the chopper. Uh, and he kind of phones it in. Patch me up. But it doesn't matter. It's a lot of fun. Like, I'm like, oh, dude, it's fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I downloaded that Activision Call of Duty Warzone because of the action 80s summer. Oh, Um, yeah. uh, You know, it's funny. I haven't played it, even though I do. I play that pretty frequently on the PlayStation usually, but it's been a couple of weeks. um, Yeah, so I wanted to play on Nakatomi Plaza, downloaded it, logged in. It was like, you need an Activision account. And I'm like, I know I have an Activision account, but I'm like, but the fact that you don't know and I'm logging in through my Xbox, which I think should just automatically log me into your stupid fucking network. 
I uninstalled the game immediately, so I couldn't tell oh, you yeah. if it's any fun or not. I, you know what? I'm not going to blame you or argue with you about that because I think that's the dumbest shit. Like, it's so – I already have an account. Yeah. Like, I have my account on my, on, on the system that I'm playing on. Uh, I wish you could find an easier way to do this without making me sign up for more shit. Yeah. Because the only reason to really do that, at least as far as playing the game goes, like for you as the player – is that game has a uh, cross play, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, you know, you're playing with people on Xbox, on PlayStation and on PC. Um, so that's neat. Um, but it's also just because Activision is like, cut in and get all, all their shit. Because oh, they want your data. Yep. Yeah, they do. I don't want them to have it. I'm a private person. Oh. Actually, I don't care, but. But it's annoying. It's annoying yeah, that everybody I, wants I, my fucking I, data. But. Billy, get my food off the porch, please. Oh, can you grab the food? That was four minutes ago. Oh, no. I'll be back. Oh, Billy. Wait, how did you... She messaged me. She messaged me because he didn't respond because she knows what's up. That's fucking hilarious. (laughs) Oh, man. Matter of fact, she. <laughs> oh man, Booker injured himself the other day, and they had to take him to get checked out. And uh, they immediately got home. He crawls up on the chair, and she said he tried to yeet himself off of it. She's like, "You need to come get this kid." <laughs> what? What? I'm back. I got the food. Uh, well, first, uh, Rage was laughing at the fact that. Liz messaged me to tell you to get her food because you didn't get her first message. And then I was telling uh, him about how uh, she messaged me about Booker uh, injuring himself. And then how after you guys got back from the doctor, he crawled up on the chair and tried to yeet himself off of it. And she's like, you need to come get this kid. <laughs> and he keeps hurting himself lately. And it's... I... <sighs> I'm, I'm like, look, I know you're a baby, but you don't, I mean, have you not learned, like, if you keep doing, like, this one thing, it's going to hurt you? Because it's all, it's usually the same stuff. Like, he just keeps, like, climbing on shit and falling. And I'm like, well, don't do that. But no, he doesn't understand. I'm like, okay, I get it, man. Well, he's got, he's got to uh, get strong enough to not. Uh, fall and to do that you got to keep climbing up and falling up until you get strong enough to not fall besides billy he he is strong enough to do it he doesn't have any kind of balance (laughs) well why do we fall billy (laughs) is it so we can learn to pick ourselves up yeah so he can learn to be batman i'm sorry Uh, i'll miss you guys I'm going to tell him that stuff and be like, so we can learn to pick ourselves up. And my dad is like so wise and smart. And then like years later, he'll be watching Batman begin. Who like, goes, well, at least he's Did always my, taught me with great. This movie? He's going to be like, and then he's going to be like, well, at least with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Just see Spider-Man. Oh, nuts. There's a joke. Yeah, it's fun. There's a. Uh, there's a joke that I've always remembered from this movie. And in fact, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I, I recall it's a underrated movie. 
Uh, you guys remember the movie Reign of Fire? The dragon yeah. movie with uh, yeah. Christian, also with Christian Bale, actually. Christian Bale, with, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey. Cillian Murphy. Yeah. There's there's a great joke in it where like the kids are watching them put on like a little play as they're doing yep. the and it's clearly em- the Empire Strikes Back. And when they get done, they're like, "That was great. Did you write that?" And he's like, "Yep, yeah, I came up with that." <laughs> yep, I so did write the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah, that is a great a great joke. Underrated. I movie. fucking love Liz. Thank you. He was ignoring my messages. I know. I wasn't ignoring it. I, was I got you. Involved in the conversation. <laughs> Meanwhile, I can't win because if I if I answer her and I'm like you know messaging her and I gotta leave and then poet's like oh he's not even paying attention. But if I don't and I'm actively working on the podcast. Then it's like, oh, he, uh, he's not even listening. You know, my husband doesn't even care. Like, someone's going to be mad at me at the end of the day. <laughs> well, uh, Billy, here's the thing. I'm not actually going to be mad at you. I just, I like any and all ammunition I can use to, to abuse you. <laughs> and so if it's, it's because you're being attentive to your wife, then of course I'm going to be like, you're not even doing our podcast right. You're the worst for the lulls. Well, since you didn't ask me how my week is, I'll just tell you I'm dead. Yeah, we did. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we did. No. We totally did. No, we didn't. No, Check but flashback. End of flashback. I'm dead. I died. I'm officially done. That's sad to hear. This is a different character, right? This is not the same character. No, this is the same character. So originally what happened was I had we had the incident with the mind flare. He broke my skull open, ate my brain. Doom Um Now, that was very overwhelming for me as a player. And I was asked at that time, did I want to start over or did I want to... Because I we had, through story, the option for me to be reincarnated. Um, It was overwhelming. I didn't... We were kind of at this point in the campaign where it was... It felt like it was kind of too early to stop playing... But I was also not prepared to like roll a new character at that moment. And I also didn't want to stop playing. And then I was like, all right, I'll just, I'll reincarnate. And, and so like I rolled, uh, I got in, a, I rolled. Cause like essentially when you reincarnate, you have to roll to see what's, what you're going to reincarnate as. And so I came back as a wood elf. And then we went through the whole process of changing out the half elf stuff that I had and, putting in the woods wood like the you know the racial traits you get from being a wood elf and then they got a tornado alert and so we just decided to quit playing and then first i'm sorry for a second i thought the characters like <laughs> <laughs> no data and cloud sorry data and cloud got a tornado a crazy alert and dragons move like tornado alert <laughs> oh, man. um roll initiative for a tornado oh no uh so uh so we continued on playing with me as a wood elf but i 
Um, I'd been struggling this whole kind of campaign with not really liking my character. And I finally, you know, figured out it's because like, like what I wanted. And, you know, if you've listened to the tapes flashback, I'm sure I'll be fine. I'll play as some analog of a Jedi Knight. Okay. Well, I'm lawful good. Somebody who wields a sword either with one hand or two handed swords or a giant two handed sword and has some magical abilities, either some healing and light TK or fire or electricity, whatever the options are. I don't know if it really that's that's going to be a little hard to end of flashback. Uh, what I wanted to play as was clearly not a viable option. And my friends being my friends knew that there was no way they were going to be able to explain to me why what I why playing as a Jedi was going to be impossible for me in D&D. And so I went ahead they let me create this character and and lo and behold I figured out that I can't play as an Eldritch knight at like at all. I'm too tanky. I just run in and I punch stuff with swords or whatever. Because that's how you use a sword is punching. Um, and so uh, and so, uh, I asked Cloud if I could essentially play as a different character. And like, cause, and he, he wanted to know why. And I was like, basically I explained like, like, I shouldn't be an Eldritch Knight. Like, I should just be, like... Because, like, I'm partially overwhelmed because there's so much stuff. And this is my, essentially, first real go-through on a campaign. Like, like there are aspects of my character I'm not even doing. Because, like, I just don't even... Like, I'm, I, I have so much going on that I just don't even... Like, when I... Like, that character, whenever I would go to town, I have the ability to just get free room and board. And I've never done that. Because, like, I'm so, I was so overwhelmed with everything that was going on. And, uh, and I just told Cloud, I was like, I was like, I, I, I would have rather just done, like, a straight champion. Just, like, the most basic fighter. And he was like, well, we can do two things. He was like, one, we can just make you a champion now. But you would have, like, your original Eldritch stuff. because but that might be too complicated. Um, he was like, or you can roll a new character. Um, and we'll kill off your, you know, we'll kill Poet off. And I was like, yeah, I'd rather just do a whole new character so it's not complicated because that's, that's, uh, that was my problem. So, cut to this week, uh, we killed my character in the campaign. Uh, uh, this also occurred on the same night that my mom, uh, asked me to order her a to-go margarita but didn't tell her, me to to make it a, you know, go light on the tequila. And then they made her what amounted to a, like, 32-ounce margarita. And she didn't want it because it was too strong and told me to throw away. So I threw it into a different cup and drank it while we played D&D. And I died. And it was insane. Um, basically, uh, we ran into six giants. And you would think, you would think this is where it would happen, but I had this magic wand that I'd been storing magic missiles in, and I fired it at the, at the giants, and I incapacitated six giants in one attack. 
So we killed five of them, and then we started to interrogate the last one. And it was at this moment that Cloud uh, took the opportunity as the giant to go, I'll tell you everything if you let me eat the one who attacked us. (laughs) And he goes, do you want to let him eat you, poet? And I was like, no, I'm not going to just let him eat me. Uh, So we got the information out of the giant. Uh, and we let him live because, you know, he couldn't fight back. We fucked him up. And then uh, we were uh, headed back to town when we got attacked by some crag cats. And uh, your boy went down in the crag cat attack. They pretty much uh, 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 maimed me and then uh, ate my face off. You got knocked the fuck out. So you ended up getting Oh. Yeah, but involuntarily like quicker. Yeah, but it just felt like it felt like a less heroic death to just be like, "All right, I'll let you eat me now." Oh, yeah, I'm dead. How big was the giant compared to you? Would it have been possible for you to like get in and you know before getting chewed or anything, just like hop down the gullet and then like cut your way out like a badass? I mean, maybe, but I don't... I mean, you gotta think about this stuff in Dungeons & Dragons and be like, I'm gonna try this and see if you get away with it. Why not? Well, I was trying to die, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to just feed myself to a giant die. Like, you remember that scene at the end of Men in Black when, like, he jumps and gets eaten and then just shoots his way out? Yeah. yeah. Or in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 when he cuts his way oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or rather fails to cut his way out. Oh, yeah, he failed to cut himself out. That's right. Um, Yeah, so uh, next week we'll introduce... I assume next week, I don't know. We'll introduce my new, my new D&D character who is a uh, dragonborn fighter uh, named Scorch from the city of Neverwinter. Nice. I like a dragonborn. Yeah. Well, and and what's what's uh, my my character is gonna be? Uh, he's gonna look like a black dragon, but based on the backstory, he's actually a red dragon, who's uh, who uh, was attacked by a dragolich, and was burned so badly that his scales appear blackened, and just at the very edges of him, do you see his red? Uh, the red scales, the redness of his scale. I'm just glad he's not doing blackface. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Damn it, Rage! That now I'm gonna have to redo my whole character. I didn't even think of it. It's solely based on the fact that in Neverwinter, I uh, went with a black uh, a, dra- a dragon boy because there's. In D&D proper, the color of your dragon born uh, determines their fire breath attack. So uh, a black dragon is a is an acid attack. Um, yeah. And so like I would go with black or green because those are sort of the colors or blue. Those would be the three colors I would inherently go with as a dragon. Um, but it's acid uh, lightning and acid, um, but I wanted fire breath, obviously, and uh, obviously red dragons do fire. Um, 
But in Neverwinter, you don't have that. You don't have those racial that quote unquote racial ability of the breath weapon. I and, assume it's more limited in the game. Yeah, not just because it's a video game. I imagine a video game if they really wanted to, they could make a Dungeons and Dragons game that's just as uh, in depth, but it would probably cost a lot more and take a lot more time than Neverwinter did. Yeah, well, that's interesting you mentioned that. But yes, they do. They do. It is more limited, and so in in Neverwinter, I chose a black, uh, essentially a black dragon. But then on all his features, I chose to put red as the highlight so he's he's black but like at his edges it's all red um and so that's sort of my thinking for the uh the character um interesting enough neverwinter came out in 2013 so we're just shy of 10 years they just released the bard class yesterday this week um for neverwinter so you can now play as a bard in Neverwinter, something I would never do in any version of any game. Oh, but back to your previous uh, statement, there is this new game that I'm just that's just about to hit PC. I've been seeing it on um, on YouTube, uh, people doing reviews and playthroughs. I believe it's called Solasta, something like that. It's not set. In the D&D universe. But it is heavily inspired. By the D&D universe. Um, They have like. They have dwarves. um, They have. So like that. Like you. So you choose. If you want to be a dwarf race. Right. They have two versions. A hill dwarf. Which. If you look and read it. Is 100%. The hill dwarf. In D&D. But then they have a snow dwarf. Which is. If you want to play. As a sort of different style. Dwarf, it's I think more for like maybe it's like a more ranged, a ranger style dwarf. I don't know. Um, but so it has all these like like hard baked in D and D sort of um uh like rules like like they have spells that are like you know like they have things that just look like it's absolutely copied directly from the D and D player's guide. Um, and so it looks amazing. It's, it's an isometric game. You basically create, well, this is what's interesting. It it, it sounds like if you wanted, you could play the game as a one character as a one character party. And I don't know if that would be how hard that would be. Cause it seems like it's one of those games where you got to have a diverse, team to kind of like help you do some different things like you like you need a magic user to do magic parts of a puzzle if that makes sense right so i don't but i don't so i don't know about that but basically you make a team of four four characters you get to make them all um you get to choose alignments if they're like good or bad but there's not like an actual morality in the story, it's just sort of how your characters will react to different situations. Um, but it looks it it it's not the best like graphics wise, but like just sort of some of the if you want a game that has the D and D mechanics, this looks like it's going to be that game. And 
And what's interesting is they have something that looks like you can create your own campaign even in the game if you wanted to. That's um, neat. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm I may be mistaken. I think it may be like a four player game, and essentially you could play it with four friends, and you each make your own character and go through it. Or I don't know, or it might just be a solo game and you could just do one or you could do four, two or three or whatever. But so if you're interested, you should check that out. Just to look at it. It's obvious you, uh, you're not a PC gamer, neither am I. Nah. We wouldn't be ever playing it. I um, should have been like, you should check out that uh, Predator game even though you don't have a PlayStation. Right? <laughs> Cut to next week. Hey, I got a PlayStation. I've been playing that Predator game. It's a lot of fun. Cut to two weeks later. Ah, so I sold my PlayStation. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what was I just about to say? God damn it. Oh, man. I just had a thought. Oh, miniatures. I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube the other day. Apparently, there's a, a controversy in the Warhammer community. The Warhammer 40K community, I think, specifically. Um, I don't, do you guys know anything about Warhammer or Warhammer 40 K? I don't. It's like, it's a game, right? It's yeah. A video game. It, no. I guess it's also well, like a tabletop game. It's, it's a, a table. Game. Yeah. It's a tabletop game that has been transcribed into do different video games. Um, okay. there is a fantasy version and there's the, the one I guess I'm familiar with more familiar with, which is Warhammer 40 K, which is like the space yeah, like the sci-fi version. One. Yeah, the sci-fi one. Um, and uh, I, you know, I didn't know. I don't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about it. But basically, the company that makes it doesn't consider themselves a gaming company. They consider themselves a manufacturing company, and so they make all their own models for the game. Their game. Um, and so like the game is meant to sell the figures yes and and like these sets like some of these sets like they have a set that they're talking about that's like a two thousand dollar set jesus yeah Uh, and it's a miniature and it's so they can play this tabletop game but the controversy is 3d printed miniatures because one people are worried that 3d miniatures will put the company out of business and that will kill the game the other problem, and this is becoming less of a problem, was one, cost, and two, uh, look. The cost of doing a 3D printed uh, miniature sort of before the last couple of years was cost prohibitive in that you know 3D printers were just really expensive. Yeah. Um, and two, the quality of the stuff they put out wasn't nearly as good to the point where it was like you were trying to play Warhammer with some dudes that look like the Green Army Men. And you're just like, mm, i get that shit out of here. Yeah. Um, and so people wouldn't play with people with 3D printed games because they're like, I'm not playing with that trash looking. I'm not, I, I paid a lot of money to play this game. I'm not playing with that trash. Wow. But classes. yeah, but in the last uh, year, last couple of years, 3D printing has become cheaper, and the models have become 
a lot better. And so there's this there's this growing worry in the in the community that 3D printing is gonna like somehow destroy the game. Like I, they, this guy I watched do this YouTube thing. At first, I was like, "Why is this guy wearing a an ill-fitted suit?" Like, I just couldn't quite tell like how serious he was. But it, he, he was more like, like you know, this is ridiculous that these that this is even a thing. And he basically. This is why I even know all of this is because this guy did such a thorough job of explaining it. Uh, uh, but he even showed a clip of him from like a couple years talking about 3D printing. And he was like, I was really excited for that, wasn't I? So it, it, it really it made me laugh. But I was just fascinated that with these, uh, with how upset people were. Like one of the articles had a title that said, Tournament one with three with entirely three D printed army, <laughs> like just the how enraged some fanboy got at reading that really was fascinating to me. That uh, there's just like yeah, just yeah, just how things can get people up in arms in yeah, like so weird communities. Like when you first started talking about it, my my assumption was like oh is like so is it the company getting upset because instead no. of buying their theirs people are, would make their own yeah so basically the commu- some people in the community are worried that people 3D printing the, the 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 items will cause the company to lose business and eventually uh the game will stop they won't be able to make the game and they won't make miniatures, and the game will go away. It'll be destroyed. But and won't they still all have their figurines and be able to play. Like, what role does the company actually play in allowing them to play the game? I, out their manufacturing company. I don't know. All they do is make the pieces. But here's the thing: this guy broke down how, how they're doing monetarily wise, like. Basically, like every other company, the pandemic was their best year. In the, yeah. you know what I mean, like they made everybody was gobs of money and had nothing to do. And he even he even broke down. He's like, look, he's like, he's like, he had these two stati- three like three different graphs in the like in his graph thing. He's like, this is their how much money they've made, you know, in the last ten years. He goes, you see that blue line. That's how much Google's made in this, like in the percentage comparatively, like they're like, they've made so much more money than just like Google comparatively in that, in the, in the like time. I don't know how to explain it because it's math or whatever, but, uh, yeah. So like, I, they're worried that Pete, like 3d printing is going to put the company out of business and that, but like the company, it even says like they, you like, they go after people who are violating their copyright. So it, if you are selling it or like putting out like, Hey, here's how you can 3d print these specific Warhammer 40 K pieces. They will go after you. But if you're just 3d printing your own shit for your own thing, like, what the fuck do we care? Is it uh, the case that having more money makes you better at the game? Cause you can afford more pieces. I don't, I don't don't (laughs) think so because the way because there's a guy I work with who was was previously into Warhammer 40k 
And he told me a crazy thing that I, like, this is a way deep side that I don't even know. But he was way into it. He was way into, like, painting the miniatures. Um, but he had this whole collection. And he said that that they completely took everything that they had done and said, basically, none of this is, all of this is worthless. We're redoing the whole game. And they basically, everything that everybody had was worthless. And that's what, so he said he got out of it. He sold all his Warhammer stuff and he hasn't, he hasn't looked back. But one of the things he said was that there are two different kinds of play. There's the full out play, but then there's more skirmish play. And basically it would be like, if I was the empire and you were the rebellion, like per se, like I had an army the size of the, uh, empire and you had an army the size of a rebellion you would they would basically set up a skirmish and so you you set a a point of 250 military points on each side and then you're like all right well this location has this resource and basically both of the armies touch down and it's who can get to the resource and get it off the planet first so then even though like i i may have a more a bigger army than you I can only utilize 250 points of my army and you utilize your 250 points and we, you know, we fight it out that way essentially. And so maybe like a tank is 10 and a soldier is one. And so like, you know, you use 250 soldiers and I use 10 tanks or something. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not familiar with the game, but that, but then, but then he said like, then there are people like basically there. I, he said it was something like, I think it eight feet by four feet map is like the true map you play on and then so then people would get they would build these maps very intricately and so that like uh you know there would be terrain differences so then you're like you'd be like all right it's this character's turn and they'd be like you'd get down to see the character's perspective and you'd be like well fuck i want to shoot that guy over there but this fucking tree is in the way and i can't actually see him so then, like, he was telling me there are all these different rules that you could then, you would then have to do. It was really kind of interesting. I, but it just sounds insane. Sounds like chess, where you just buy your own pieces. Yeah. And you mix and, and match them. And you, yeah, and you make your own chessboard, and your chessboard can be uh, flat or three dimensionals. It's like extra nerdy chess somehow. Yeah. Yeah. V- violently. Violently. Well, I don't think chess is going anywhere. So No. Speaking oh. of chess, I'm partway through the third episode of Queen's Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I think I think I figured out I don't know because I don't know the show uh, and a lot of it seems to deal with the trauma of her youth. And that I'm dealing with that in my own therapy. It just feels like it's hitting too close to home at times. So I feel like I just don't... I just feel like too maybe too raw. And so I only watch a little bit at a time. Because I, I definitely expected that dude to rape her in in the... Have you in guys seen the show? Yeah, in the basement. Yeah. 100% yeah. I'm like, oh, this is going to end poorly. Oh, no, he's just teaching so her too. I wasn't sure what kind of show it was at first. Yeah. So I was like... Mm, what's going to happen here? And I was actually very happy to see that that was not the case. It well, was actually a very sweet relationship that they had. Yeah, and and one of the things I did like is that uh, Dudley, Harry Potter's little shit cousin, 
uh, I like that he didn't show up. Like you know what I mean when he didn't show up. Like he like he was like oh she's beneath me. But then when he when she beat him, I like that it wasn't like your typical like oh I can't believe a loss to a woman. This is bullshit. It was more like oh shit good game. Like he realized like man I should have showed up to the begin with. I might have had a better chance at winning this. And not like, you know, like not the traditional misogynistic type shit you would expect to see. For the most part, it seems like the people that she faces has that attitude. I, uh-huh. If I remember correctly, it's been a few months since I watched it, but it's like they all are kind of like, okay, they're like they're respect, the, the respect for the game is higher than that for them. Uh, if anything, it seems like most of them end up developing a crush on her where they're like, oh man, she's good at chess and she's cute. Yeah, it's like the, it's like it's the e girl of today. I got uh, you. I got you. Like to, if that show made took place today, she would be playing Call of Duty and have pink hair. She'd be uh, a Twitch streamer. Yeah, I'm sure there are those. I'm sure there are chess girls on Twitch that people are into. No, for sure. Tw- actually, chess is chess has gotten a huge kind of bump from Twitch. I bet, especially because of that show. You know, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are like, I'm, I want to play chess more because it, it manages to make chess exciting which i would not have expected yeah man my, i i my dad introduced me to chess as a kid so i've always liked chess um like i said last week searching for bobby fisher was like one of my favorite movies as a kid young man whatever i was <laughs> rage what are your feelings on chess in the queen's gambit i haven't watched the queen's gambit uh, so I, I don't have any feelings on that, except that she's got gigantic eyeballs. I, every time I scroll past it on Netflix, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, her eyes are like one third of her entire face. And uh, chess is fine. I haven't played chess in a hot minute. But uh, I never got into, like, strategies or anything like that. Oh, yeah, I, just, no. I just fucking play it. Um, I've okay. never played it. Uh, and I still don't really know how to play it, which is probably why. <laughs> Um, you didn't learn from the Queen's, Queen's Gambit? Not really, no. Um, occasionally I'll go down a rabbit hole of watching, um, street chess in New York, where it's just like a bunch of dudes talking shit to the other dude as they're playing chess. It's so fucking funny. You know how New York dudes talk shit, but to just see somebody shit talking in chess, it's just like a, it's a, it's such a funny like thing you should be like damn i'm getting roasted about my me moving my pawn to a8 goddamn oh man well, i feel like we should wrap things up i've got some chicken wings i'm gonna eat so this motherfucker it's nice chicken wings what kind of chi- what kind of chicken wings boneless uh, bone no there's a bone a bone uh, they're korean korean mm. so uh fried skin not breaded I believe so, yes. Mm. Hey, that reminds me. My top chef killed me this week. The guy, one of the one of the chefs is from Colorado. And this week, the elimination challenge was a tournament where uh, the first round, they had six chefs. The first rounds, two chefs faced off against each other. And the losers had to go on to face off against each other. And then... Two from that section had a face off against each other. Now, what was interesting is that in the first group, 
they each had different um uh it was all tofu based uh they had to make they had to do dishes with tofu in the first round the two each three groups got different textures of firmness of tofu so like uh, uh medium the mostly medium to uh hard um was the first round and then the second round they had to do a fried tofu dish and then the third round they had to do a soft tofu dessert dish um and in the in the first round, the guy from Colorado uh, went against this uh, one of my favorite chefs this season, Chef Jamie. And this girl like loves tofu. Tofu is like her like her like go to of comfort food, and she made a dish that blew him out of the water. It was nine to one in the votes against him. And then, uh, so he had to go to the next round. And then in the next round, they had to do the five, they had to do fried tofu. And this was three chefs. One of the chefs cut herself um, when she was making, trimming radishes. And that, uh, and because of that, she only completed nine dishes. She didn't finish her 10th dish. So she automatically lost. So it was just between, um, him and uh, the the other remaining chef, I can't remember what he made, but she ba- the other chef basically made like uh, uh, tor- uh, um, uh, enchiladas with tofu. Uh, basically made a, a Mexican dish using tofu a bunch of different ways in ways tofu has never been uh, used, and everybody's like, "God damn, that was good." <laughs> And he lost nine to one again. Oh my god, damn! He caught two ass whoopings. Third one, uh, third one, he lost a very close uh, dessert dish, and so he he went into uh, what they call last chance kitchen, and he, they fucking made him cook. He had to win two out of three dishes against. Uh, people who are still like basically this was the last last chance kitchen and so it was the last opportunity like usually what happens is the winner of last chance kitchen goes back into the competition but this time they gave the five chefs the uh, the ability to defend themselves and keep him out of the kitchen and so he had to compete against three of them based on some choices and if he had he had to win two of those those dishes to to get back in he won. He lost. He lost the first one. Won the second one, and lost the third one. This guy had to cook so many fucking dishes in this one day. By the third dish, this guy was like fucking out of his mind, exhausted. And I was just like, "Oh my guy's going down so hard." Oh, I was hurting because he's from Aspen. He was. He was. He cooks from Aspen, Colorado, but he's originally from Costa Rica. Byron, oh, I was heartbroken for my man today. Man, do me a favor when you get yeah. a chance. Just, just watch, watch one episode of what is it called? Food. Of, uh, yes, and I'm glad you knew exactly <laughs> where I was going to say. It's on Netflix. Netflix. It's definitely. I know it's on HBO Max, and maybe not all of it, but most of it. But the first two seasons are definitely on Netflix. I that show is so much fun. And what's it called again? Food War. Food Wars. Yeah. Food Wars. All right. I'll I'll check it out, Billy. The one. 
I promise the one one once my top chef is over, I'll be like, all right, I'll watch Food Wars. I'm excited to see your reaction to this. <laughs> all right, I'm poet. I'm Billy. I'm Rage. Good night. This is the outro. This is the outro. This is the outro for the poet and Billy podcast extravaganza. Uh-huh.